So hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Kartik Ayer and this is our final set of previews with the two teams that will play on Monday. The Rajasthan Royals versus the Punjab Kings. Punjab Kings of course it's a new name for what was earlier known as the Kings 11 Punjab. With me today as he was in our Bangalore preview is Varun Shetty. Welcome Varun. Hello Kartik. Nice to be back. And along with Varun on this podcast is Jofra Archer's biggest fan. He's very, very upset that he isn't here this season until now, at least. Sorab Somani. Thanks, Karthik. Hi, Varun. And you're absolutely right. I am very upset. All right. So let let's get right into it. Let's get right into the Rajasthan Royals. They let go of Stephen Smith from last season, a fair decision, but they now don't have Jofra Archer. This is something that they probably didn't expect. They don't have him. They're saying for at least four games, but you know, in these times, in COVID times, and he's back home in England. We really can't say when Jofra will be back. I think you cannot overstate how big a loss this will be for the Royals. Yeah, I mean to put it in uh, another way, I don't think any player being removed from any other team would cause as big a hole as Jofra's absence causes in Rajasthan Royals. I mean, not just the fact that he was MVP last year and he was bowling like a dream, hitting sixes for fun. Uh, not he. he really lifted the team you know i know they finished last eventually but it was the most competitive ipl ever last year and they could have i mean there were two points from finishing fourth so and and they were dragged up there by jofra as per me uh, butler didn't have like a blockbuster season stokes came to life only at the end and smith was very up and down and for so much that he was let go and their uh, rahul tevatia of course gave us the moment of the ipl but Jofra was the guy just carrying them and he's just such a joy to watch you know uh, to to watch him bowl even four overs in a T20 match is just amazing i love it and yeah it's a real sad thing that we won't be seeing him and that at least four matches is what worries me because uh, the way i read it is it's uh, actually likely to be a lot more than four and that's why they're saying at least four Yeah yeah I guess you have to give Royals fans some hope right and and for all of us I I'm sure that we hope that Archer can be fit enough to come into IPL 2021 at some stage and most importantly most importantly uh, I hope Jofra Archer is more careful around his fish tank which is where mm. his injury originated <laughs> I wonder I wonder if IPL players have some sort of an insurance deal there to do with fish tank This is uh, very. I mean, all my favorite sports persons get these kind of injuries. You know, Roger Federer injured himself while giving his kids a bath. Jofra Archer injured himself while cleaning his fish tank. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this could be in one of our lists of. I I don't know. In cricket, do we have these lists of freak injuries? I'm sure we do because there are plenty in football. I'm sure we do. Otherwise, this is something that we should commission at Cricket Info. You know, one of these lists of 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 freak injuries that occur. Varun, in the auction, Rajasthan Royals went and spent sixteen point two five crore, which is the highest ever, most amount of money spent at an IPL auction ever. This was done on Chris Morris, of course. This was done before they knew that Jofra Archer would be hurt or would be missing in any sort of way. Now, does Chris Morris come in and do that Archer role? Uh, no, I, I don't think he is any because he he can't, right? I mean, uh, for for one thing, he probably was like you said, someone they picked uh, to complement Archer in that bowling. 
as a leader of the bowling himself obviously he will not come anywhere close to jofra who just is a completely different bowler uh i do think it will be a struggle for rajasthan early on uh i know morris has gone for all that money but he's primarily someone you spend the money on for death bowling uh one of the things rajasthan did well last year was uh their new ball bowling and jofra was sort of the hinge of that uh they will miss that for sure uh, i don't think chris morris plays quite the same role and now he'll have to play that sort of a role because you look at that roster and the other overseas bowling options uh, at least for fast bowlers are andrew tai who's been sort of hit and miss uh, in the ipl and mustafa azur who hasn't uh, played in the ipl for quite a while so uh, chris morris as the leader of your attack i don't know i mean he he can prove us all wrong but uh, that isn't the ideal uh, t20 bowling lineup that you'd have with chris morris leading the attack you don't see mustafizur maybe regaining some of that form remember those sunrisers hyderabad that that one season where he, where he was special yeah he's he's a very good limited overs bowler no doubt but like sumani mentioned at the start there's there's no real impact from losing another player in any other team apart from maybe say rcb losing someone like de villiers uh that is you know it it just doesn't match up when you when you try to fill that gap with someone like mustafizur or even chris morris so yeah you, you might get a nice sort of a couple of games from mustafa azur he has variations that will really work in india but it it, it won't quite fill fill up the the hole that uh, jofra has left fair enough sort of we have begun this podcast and if you're a royals fan listening to it on kind of a somber note so let's just lift it up yeah they've spent so much money on on chris morris what qualities does he bring to the table and can he bring to this royals 11 because I'm pretty sure that he's going to start every game that he is available for. Yeah, I'm certain he's going to start every game that he's available for. He brings uh, see he he does bring in some amount of bowling control uh, which last year they lacked like last year Jofra was doing it and nobody else was backing him up. Now it's sort of like Chris Morris will have to do it. He's not in the Jofra class as a bowler, but he's still very good. Last year he had the best death death overs economy of any bowler who had bowled at least 20 balls and uh, and as for the royals fans one thing that could cheer them up is how rcb let him go i'm sorry varun but yeah uh, i mean rcb digs have to be taken at in every podcast they they paid 10 crores for him and then they were willing to bid 9.75 to retain him i don't know in what universe that makes sense but rcb is rcb yeah and they they let him go and i think their bowling has a lot of problems so royals fans if nothing else you know misery loves company yeah, you can point and laugh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah so chris morris is going to have to you know uh, do that do the role that jofra was doing to the best that he can uh, he'll also have to do the same batting role that jofra was doing which is uh, come and hit some sixes which i think he, there he's perhaps uh, more in the jofra class i think he belts them uh, a long way just like yeah, he does. he would be better than jofra archer as a batsman i mean i have a bias towards jofra archer so mm. <laughs> i mean i i don't think jofra archer and chris paul are the same you know league as batsman morris is is far he's a proper all-rounder yeah at the at the international level in fact i'll let that one go okay <laughs> <laughs> until jofra scores a 20 ball 100 and then we'll talk mm. so mm. fair enough <laughs> 
so yeah so he'll but he'll be having to do that same sort of thing you know come lower down maybe with one or two overs left and give the ball a good mighty whack another player who played for rcb last season and who'll be with the royals this season varun is shivam dube they spent quite a bit of money on him a bit of a surprise uh no not a surprise we we sort of expected dube to uh, bring in the bucks because uh, all rounders are at a premium if you're a domestic player you're at more of a premium uh it makes sense and it it is dube's best format uh it is a role he plays really well uh the money wasn't surprising uh but like i'm thinking about dube in this squad and i feel like he would have been a much better fit in last year's squad uh, with smith up there and you know I'll I'll throw in Robin Uthappar of that mix. Essentially, four or five players at the top who are sort of steady going, who are uh, more or less all very similar in some sense, uh, just barring Butler. Uh, Shivam Dube would have complemented them really well in that lineup. Uh, in this one, I think he'll have a little more responsibility, uh, which he does take for Mumbai at at the domestic level. So it, it's not like he's new to this role. but uh, i'd like i'd like to see how he goes about that uh, i i imagine he'll be batting 5 or 6 uh, which is where he bats but i don't know about uh, when he comes in how early he comes in and how he does under pressure when wickets are down uh, which was one of the issues last year so uh, no not surprising uh, the price he went for he uh, much the same as mustafa zor has sort of uh, bowling variations that uh, work in these conditions uh he he provides decent value so that it would be inter- it would be interesting to see uh, how he goes yeah the release of steven smith from rajasthan royals meant that sorab sanju samson is their captain and i think we're 10 minutes into the podcast and we've skipped talking about samson and how he will perform as a captain now you and varun watch a lot more domestic cricket than probably anybody else even listening to this podcast what qualities can samson bring he, firstly has he has led before in in this format or in any other at the domestic level and what will he bring to rajasthan and how is he different from smith in that same role i'm not sure how much he has led if he has it won't be a lot uh the he has led kerala on and off uh, earlier uh, he's always had a sort of tempestuous relationship with uh, kerala cricket so Uh, and uh, i remember th- this uh, sanju samson himself told me once long back that he always does better when he's happier and that i uh, and he said i uh, he found that playing under rahul dravid for the india a teams and then earlier when rahul dravid was uh, with uh, rajasthan royals and before he started shouting i'm the gunda of indranagar so <laughs> so so he topical joke there by saurabh because we are recording about what half an hour after one of probably rahul dravid most famous ad has released true most famous by far he, he was angrier than when he threw that cap so <laughs> yeah i mean the, the start was at rajasthan never forget <laughs> yes <laughs> true <laughs> they lit this part but yeah so sanju samson always said that you know uh, playing under rahul dravid always brought out the best in him because it was uh, a team atmosphere in which he could flourish better uh, now uh, making him the captain obviously means there is a lot more onus on him himself to create that team atmosphere which uh, you know could work for him actually because uh, uh, we don't know how well he thrives uh, under responsibility so much but if he's the kind of guy who 
likes, who clicks better when, uh, you know, the externals are taken care of, then this might just help him. And uh, there's no doubting Sanju Samson's talent, of course. Nobody has seen him hit those straight shots. They'll ever doubt that. But uh, he's not been consistent. That's also a fact. So, some people, you know, they get the captaincy and they uh, their game goes up a gear. And let's hope that happens with Sanju Samson because uh, he's he's great to watch when he's in full flow. Last year, uh, Rajasthan Royals, at least on paper, it was claimed by many, possibly including me, that among the eight foreigners that they had, Barun, there was a clear difference between the four of Smith, Butler, Stokes and Archer and the others. Is, is it the same case this year? Will we see Morris, Stokes and Butler as absolute certainties in that level? Yeah, it's going to be exactly that. Uh, the, the only difference is uh, Morris brings more weight at the back end of their batting. Uh, that will be the case. It's I, I really feel for someone like David Miller, who's been at the franchise for two or three years. Uh, I think he got one match last season and he was run out without facing a ball. I don't, my memory might be failing me, but I think that happened last season. Uh, we just don't see enough of the others. Uh, the other person, uh, the other batsman in their roster is Liam Livingston. Also very good at this format. Uh, prefers to bat at the top, but uh, like last year, there's no spots up in the top uh, at Rajasthan. Uh, so, yeah, this will be very much dominated by uh, Stokes, Stokes, Butler, Morris and uh, Archer when he's back. Uh, that'll be the case this year as well. And uh, the way this team is set up, it can't be any other way. Uh, because the spots in the middle that are uh, sort of susceptible for them are still in the middle order where uh, I think the average age of batsmen is like 20 or 21 or something. Very exper- very inexperienced guys, uh, exciting but inexperienced guys. Yeah, you, you say exciting, and I and I, I I cannot stop thinking about Rian Parag. Yeah, for some reason he has, he just gives me that superstar vibe or, or a superstar to be vibe. Yeah, Rian Rian Parag is uh, vibe. Vibe is the right word because I think I think we <laughs> uh, we asked him in an interview what he's learned over the last year, cricket or non cricket, and uh, his answer was farm mill. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, Rian Parag is uh, quite the vibe. He said he enjoys the bubble because he's a gamer. So, he's, he's in a very good headspace, clearly. Uh, he's exciting. I'll tell you what, he's going to probably miss Jofra Archer the most. <laughs> yeah, that, his gaming partner gone. But yeah, he's 19. Yashashvi Jaspal is 19. We have uh, Anuj Rawat, who's 21. And uh, Mahipal Lombrora, also 21, I think. So, you know, the bulk of their middle order is uh, still very much looking the same as it was last year. Like, that's one part I suppose they didn't uh, majorly improve. You can't really, like, majorly improve one spot, one one side of the squad if you spend 16 crore on one player, of course. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that that's the sort of the phase of the innings where uh, it'll be a little bit uh, troublesome again, I think, uh, unless uh, one of these four, one of these two or three or four youngsters, like, really have a breakthrough season. All right, sort of among this Rajasthan Royals side, if you had to pick out one domestic and maybe one foreign player who are going to stand out this season, you can you can pick two domestic also if you want because I think we know who the obvious candidates are among the among the foreign internationals. I mean, any of us, I can say Butler, you can say Stokes, and uh, Varun can say Morris. You know, for Rajasthan, I think it's pretty simple that way. But if if one or two domestic talents in in the Royal squad who you think will stand out this season, because I think a fair few of them will get their chances in that level. True, and uh, picking two domestic players is a good idea. I think uh, I would go for uh, Rahul Tewatia. Uh, you know, he was picked 
for the indian team didn't clear his your test and all Uh, but he showed what he was capable of last year if i can interrupt you there but sorab when i asked this question about varun chakravarty as well i said because that happened and then the entire issue with fitness that he didn't clear the test it happened with varun is that is that a big 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 dent on your confidence because it's all happening publicly it's it's almost a bit humiliating i think just having watched that that incredible match of tevatia at sharja nothing can dent his confidence if he can mid innings overcome that sort of uh, slump and turn it around in the fashion that he did then i'm not worried about his mental headspace i think he'll be fine i, I mean uh, it's a it, i'm i'm reaching i have no expertise in this but it's just the way he was able to do that is was so incredible that uh, it just fills me with confidence that he can you know brush off setbacks yeah but more than anything else i think the system is very clear in india right now and uh, the, the management is i suppose very frank with these players uh, especially if you're sort of at the fringes of the national team there's just going to be like uh, you have to be relentless so i i, I think the the cricketers get that message as well uh, no one no one who does that well and reaches that far is going to get bogged down i think at that point i i guess it's more varun the narrative that you see on social media and everyone mocking you and all of these guys go online right yeah it's fair and, enough and it's it's known to then everyone that you had this one chance man you had one chance to play for india or to get in that squad and you mess it up on something that should be a basic requirement it, it it's not a good look i don't know if he's looking at it as you had that one chance you know what if he has mm. an outstanding mm. ipl he'll get more chances yeah yeah which is why he you've picked him as one of your players to watch yeah yeah and i'm just i mean he's an exciting guy is uh, full of possibilities and my second guy is actually who varun mentioned anuj rawat he had a good domestic season i would have said yashasvi jaiswal but uh, he had a fairly uh, ordinary vijay hazare trophy so i'm not sure where his form is at and of course last year in the ipl he struggled a bit so i'm looking forward to see how anuj rawat does uh, exciting young batsman varun who do you have your eyes on Oh, I, I was also going to name uh, Rawat, but uh, just looking down that list, I can. Uh, I think I'm. I'm going to be very interested to see how Shreyas Gopal goes. Uh, India's limited overs sort of wrist spinner options right now are, are a little wonky. Uh, Shreyas Gopal's been around. He's been in the. He's been sort of in the reckoning. His name floats around. He plays for India A, things like that. Uh, maybe a 25 wicket season uh, this time. uh just before the world cup starts could uh, really push him up that, that that's a very good point that there's there's a slot there there's definitely a slot there especially with kuldeep pretty much not in the running and chahal's recent drop yeah exactly and uh, of course he's a good fielder he brings batting in there so uh, there there is a slot i mean he could be in fact uh, directly in competition with uh, tevatia for that spot so uh, i'd i'd be very interested in looking at him Another player, I mean, if we're still naming only domestic players, is uh, Manan Vora. I think he's going to be uh, at least in a couple of games opening for them this season, uh, uh, unless they decide to give uh, Yashasvi a longer rope. Uh, Vora's obviously not played a lot in recent times uh, in the IPL. I mean, uh, he is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Saurabh. He's with uh, Chandigarh, right? Yeah, yeah, he moved. Yeah, yeah. So he's been doing really well there uh, after moving from Punjab. Uh, Is and he's only twenty seven. I mean, you remember Manan Vora as the guy Kings Eleven had retained 
all those years ago over you're right you know i'm i'm looking at the squad and i was like 27 wait do we, do we need to get in touch with someone to correct his age <laughs> yeah yeah so there's a bit there's a bit left in manon vora uh, with chandigarh of course uh, there is a sort of bias in domestic cricket when you're from one of the smaller teams you know you're not looked at uh, in the same lens as uh, some of the other players so uh this could be sort of a coming back into the mainstream for him so that'll be interesting to see how uh, that goes uh, i think uh, he could certainly provide a little more solidity than uh, uttappa did last year uh, and that's that's the spot he'll be taking so excited to see how vora uh, goes all right quickly varun yes or no uh, rajasthan royals finish last last season they were they were eighth of course they weren't the first side to be out of contention for the playoffs but they ended up finishing eighth will they do better this time can they at least compete for those playoff spots i don't think so i don't think they've solved a lot of issues that they had last season uh they've just sort of altered the balance it's not as top heavy as last season it's still sort of better in the lower order i guess but their biggest uh, challenge will be still how their bowlers do and their domestic bowling uh, doesn't look very inspiring to me right now Saurabh, does the answer to that question depend simply on how fast Jofra Archer can come back? See, he's going to miss four games at least, so I don't see them finishing anything other than bottom. Okay, all right. It's not looking too good for the Rajasthan Royals, but maybe, maybe the side can surprise Varun and Saurabh and everyone else like like they did in the inaugural season of the IPL. Now, from the Rajasthan, we'll move on to their opponents on the first Monday of IPL 2021. the newly christened punjab kings now i am going to start immediately yeah with uh, with you varun punjab kings they brought in the world's best t20 batsman as per their rankings david malan they have chris kale there and chris kale you remember last season he wasn't starting the first few games and kale rahul had to go out every time and answer this question in the in the pre match during the toss etc etc does kale just fit right in and then you figure out whether you need malan or not yeah i think that's exactly how it will be uh in any case like uh, there's more of a chance of both gale and malan playing together rather than malan playing ahead of gale uh, it's just a no brainer it would be a very uh, a very brave captain and coach who would pick malan over chris gale right now uh, particularly because uh, we saw kale rahul play that sort of an anchor role which is very similar to what malan does in t20s as well uh, i mean it'll be one of the things to watch out for is whether rahul plays a similar way but uh, i do not see malan going playing ahead of gail maybe lower down the order because they bought moses onriquez uh, for his experience i think he just won the big bash as well uh, onriquez and malan uh, might be you know sort of fighting for a one spot in case one of gail or puran uh, is injured so no i don't think i don't think malan's uh, pretty high up in that pecking order for their batsmen I, in fact i would say onriquez is ahead of him Wow. Okay. So we we look at it from last year, and it's and it's going to be probably a similar top four. Uh, Sora, you start with KL Rahul. You have Mayank Agarwal there. You have Chris Kale, and then Nicholas Puran. On paper, that still looks very, very, very scary. It definitely does, but it only looks scary if Rahul can somehow unlock version 2018 of himself, because version 2020 didn't help anyone, least of all Kings Eleven Punjab, as they were called then. I I think Rahul. I mean, there's no doubt he's capable of it, and he has enough batting depth to follow in the form of you know if you have a Gale and Puran coming after you, and you're opening alongside someone like Mayank Agarwal, who's himself been terrific. 
you can afford to unleash a little bit and uh, the rahul that is free flowing i think is if he unlocks that version of himself then uh, i actually think uh, punjab kings might have the best shot of any team of beating mumbai indians wow okay yeah. this was a question we actually <laughs> asked yesterday in, in during the mumbai indians preview and a lot of them were actually going with varun's franchise royal challengers bangalore and and i think that was that was a fair shout but okay give give me a reason now because i think this is one of the common threads in this entire season can all teams put together who among them can stop the three peat right because mumbai seem to be in in a league of their own so why why do you think that punjab is it because they've added to their bowling which yes. we'll get to yes exactly yeah. because of the additions they have made uh, so they have on paper they could get a squad that is not as complete as mumbai indians as an 11 that the mumbai indians can put out but it has these uh, x factor sort of guys who can uh, do things to disrupt mumbai indians like if a nicholas puran gets going or even kl rahul mayank agarwal and i really wish they play uh, fabian allen who as you know i'm almost as big a fan of as jofra archer he's uh, i i think he could be you know uh, the next andre russell type of guy or kieran pollard sort of that sort of t20 superstar which <laughs> that wow that's some pressure on fabian allen sort of <laughs> I, i i hope he doesn't listen to this but yeah <laughs> but uh, no i i really think okay maybe i mean i i don't want to get carried away also maybe i'm not going as far as andre russell but he could be sort of in that mold you know not uh, necessarily two things like andre russell but maybe 80% or something 75% of that so and one of the things is that uh, punjab kings lacked last year is firepower at the back end in the batting and that was one of the reasons why rahul batted the way he did uh, so now if you get a guy like fabian allen and they've got sharukh khan also this time so if you have those two guys at 6 7 then you have much more license for rahul to go hard at the top and you have rahul and mayank agarwal gail puran and then these you know uh, heavy hitters to come at the back end that can really be a batting lineup that sets or chases down uh, any target and because of their bowling now they have brought in jai richardson and riley meredith so that adds the certainly adds some firepower because uh, last year it was sort of in the pace bowling it was shami and then uh, a smattering of people with a smattering of performances so now if you have uh, at least one of the two jai or meredith to pick from Uh, one of them will i mean i i expect jai to start above uh, riley meredith because he can bat a bit so if 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 jai richardson is there and shami is there and then you've got these other bowlers who are competent enough you know to be a support cast so you've got the makings of a really good 11 and that is why i feel like you know if any team has a chance to do that i like and particularly because of their batting lineup if any team has a chance to uh, you know hit Uh, even a jaspreet bumrah uh, away it could be kings 11 uh, sorry punjab kings punjab kings indeed that that's a good segue actually they've got in meredith and they've got in jai richardson varun you of course spoke to damian right recently who is the bowling coach of the punjab kings what what did he tell you about about these two fast bowlers because clearly 
bowling was their weakness last season. Yeah, uh, and and and, and uh, sort of for the sake of sort of, I'm going to say KL Rahul's strike rate as well. <laughs> <laughs> strike rate is overrated. I I think that's the tattoo on uh, KL Rahul. <laughs> but uh, uh, what what Damien Wright told me essentially was pretty much what we all know. He said that was the area they were looking at uh, the especially the back end of the bowling. Uh, I asked him what what he thinks of Jai Richardson, and he said. Uh, the thing with Jai is that he bowls the difficult overs, uh, and the, and what happened with the BBL last year, of course, is uh, they they sort of uh, got innovative and added these phases, uh, the power surges and whatnot, uh, and that added an extra dimension of tough overs in the sense that the batting team would take a power play in the second half of the innings, and uh, Damon Wright essentially spoke about how Jai had to bowl the power play overs up at the top and in the middle when the batting team took it. And at the death. So, three sort of uh, difficult over phases uh, that uh, he, he excelled at. Uh, so, and also, obviously, something that Punjab desperately needed last year. So, uh, he's, he's going to lead the attack alongside Shami. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. Uh, with Riley Meredith, uh, from what I gauged from that conversation with Damien was, uh, Meredith might be used as something of an enforcer in the middle overs. Uh, alongside the spinners, uh, a fast bowler to come and, you know, take a couple of wickets and derail the innings in case someone is set, things like that. Uh, there, are, there are question marks, I guess, about how Meredith will do at the death. Uh, he's not someone who has a lot of variation like Jai Richardson. Uh, but from, from what I gauge from that conversation, they're very excited and looking forward as much as, much as is possible with the combination to play both of them together. Uh, he also said that uh, he also like obviously spoke a lot of Chris Jordan, uh, who I think uh, at least in the early stages of the tournament will start ahead of Riley because uh, he's someone they like to slot in at number seven and he provides a lot more roles than just his bowling. Uh, I I don't personally not a fan of that. If you're having someone at seven, I would have Allen over Jordan. But uh, it certainly seems like. Uh, they they got exactly what they wanted at the auction with the fast bowlers, and they might use that uh, quite quite heavily through the season. They they know they're stacked is the word he used. Uh, they know they're stacked, so the that is a big strength for them. And we might see a lot more, uh, you know, wickets bounced out and things like that this season from Punjab. They they do have a lot of overseas talent. I mean, you look at the eight names there: Fabian Allen. Moses Andreeks, Chris Kale, Nicholas Puran, David Malan, Chris Jordan, Jai Richardson and Riley Meredith. Varun, you, you also named quite a few of them. I think you named more than four in an 11, but if you had to pick just four, <laughs> maybe for the starting few games, who would you go to? Who's the best four foreign talent that will fit into Punjab Kings at this moment in time? Uh, for me, it would be Gale, Puran, um, Jai Richardson and Fabian Allen. Oh, okay. Saurabh? Uh, exactly the same as Varun. Uh, Gail, Puran, uh, Fabian Allen and Jai Richardson. But I uh, would want them to consider that in case Gail is not having a great season uh, or if he's not looking good or something, they have the option of bringing in an Indian batsman. You know, like because only one out of Deepak Huda, Mandeep Singh or uh, Sarfaraz Khan might play. So they have the option of bringing in another of these guys and then that opens up a spot to, to have a bowling attack that has both Jai and Meredith. Hmm. All right. So we've spoken a lot about 
Punjab Kings is overseas talent and about Mayank and KL at the top. But who else can catch catch our eye during this season uh, among the Indian talent in particular? Saurabh, we'll start with you. I'm keen to see how Ravi Bishnoi goes. Uh, he made a good impression last year. But uh, he's young and, you know, the second season is always a tougher test when teams have had time to figure you out, study your video replays and make... Is is he also in that in that same boat where he may have an outside chance for India or is it too much of a stretch? I would think right now it's a little bit of a stretch. But uh, if he has like a sudden blockbuster IPL, then who knows? Uh, but right now I would not think he's on the radar as such for the national team. But uh, there's no doubt that he has the talent to someday be there. Uh, you know, he's uh, he because he he's been great at the under-19 level, and then he came and did well at the IPL. And so I'm keen to see how he goes in his second season, whether he has added some tricks, uh, whether you know he has uh, learned to vary his pace more, or uh, yeah, stuff like that. You you think KL Rahul can because because you said that you wanted to see the 2018 version again, but after seeing him, he's not had the best of time. It, to, to, to put it to put it very frankly in in Indian colors of late do you think he can recover that form or will we see another circumspect season from Rahul well, I think he can because uh, weirdly enough in one day cricket where that sort of anchoring might <laughs> yeah. might you know pay more dividends he almost bats like I would want him to bat in a T20 match uh, especially when he gets into the groove uh, so it, it, clearly he can still do it it's not like you know he's lost the ability so, yeah, why not? And I hope, yeah, if they pick the sort of 11 that uh, I am hoping to see, then definitely it gives him more incentive to also go harder at the top. I'm I'm keen to see uh, Ashdeep Singh. I think he flew under the radar, but he was, I think, at least, their, I, I think, apart from Shami, their best fast bowler last season. Uh, he's going to play a lot this season because, uh, like we mentioned, uh, they're very keen on playing two fast bowlers uh, as their overseas players. So, he's going to play a role. If we, if we see the likes of uh, Fabian Allen or Enriquez getting into the team, then in the balance, they'll have to bring in a fast bowler. Uh, and that, that fast bowler is going to be Arshdeep Singh. So, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how he goes. He's such a smart bowler. I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think he got the kind of recognition that he deserved last season because in a bowling apart that was just... Uh, sorry, in a bowling lineup that was falling apart all the time. Uh, he seemed to be in control at all times. He seemed to have two or three plans. He has a wide yorker. He has an off-cutter. Uh, I don't know about his bouncer at this point, but he at least seemed to be uh, trying to ga- regain control in some sort and he did a decent job at that. So, exciting to see uh, what he'll do this season. Another uh, another bowler, domestic bowler on their roster is Saurabh Kumar, who have followed uh, in domestic cricket for a couple of years. An absolute superstar in domestic cricket. Uh, one of uh, Uttar Pradesh's main cricketers. Uh, smart, controlled uh, left-arm spin. Uh, I know uh, occasionally Kings Eleven Punjab, uh, as they used to be known, used to try out uh, left-arm spinners with guys like Harpreet Brar and uh, Suchet would usually get a game or two every season. So, I, I think they might give him a run-out uh, and... If, if, it'll be good to see if he can uh, scale up from uh, domestic cricket where he's uh, one of the top bowlers right now. So last year for what was then called the Kings Eleven Punjab, Glenn Maxwell took a lot of the print space. Yeah, Saurabh. Something tells me that this year, Nicholas Puran, 
I mean, we know that he's a special talent. I don't know. I just get this feeling that he's going to own it this season. I think it would be great to watch if he owns it because uh, he's yeah a, a fabulous uh, guy to watch. And uh, let's not forget in that Tevatia match, Nicholas Puran also pulled off that incredible boundary save. You know, like it just shows how how easily he moves. You know, he is, and I'm sure that lightness on his feet uh, plays a part when he's coming down the track. Also, I don't know if I could say he would own it or not. I think it depends a little bit on how they structure their eleven because uh, if once again there isn't enough batting depth after him, how much freedom does he get to go for owning it? So yeah, he has the. I would say yeah, he has the potential to own it, but let's wait and watch. All right. So what are your predictions then? Last year they finished sixth, which was level on points with the two teams below them, the Chennai Super Kings and the Rajasthan Royals. They have changed their name to the Punjab Kings now. Is this their season, Saurabh? Yeah, I think they should qualify for the playoffs. They will qualify for the playoffs. Varun, do you agree? Yeah, I have them qualifying for the playoffs. Awesome. So I think that that basically you all are both putting it down to the increase in quality in their bowling, right? I, I think that's the simplest way of putting and it. Yeah. A little bit of depth added in the back end of their batting, you know, through like I said, Shahrukh Khan and Fabian Allen if they pick him. So th- this should be a one watch. Let's get in predictions because this is this podcast is going to go out just before. Both these teams' first matches of the season, Rajasthan versus Punjab. What are you looking forward to on Monday? You know, the weekend is over. Probably the excitement of the IPL has just dulled that very little bit because there's nothing like the first weekend. You will never ever get to repeat that in any season whatsoever. So, what are your predictions, Varun? For we'll start with you for that first game on Monday. Uh, I see Kings Eleven scoring two hundred and winning by about fifty runs. Nice. <laughs> that that's a dominant win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I essentially that I, I see them uh, uh, coming out really energetic and uh, being a little too much to handle for uh, Rajasthan's bowling. You know, I was I'm a bit disappointed with that prediction of Varun because I thought uh, he has like given up hope on RCB, so he thought at least Shreyas Gopal from Karnataka will make it to the Indian team, and now he's <laughs> saying they'll get thrashed by 50 runs. What will happen to poor Shreyas Gopal? <laughs> Yeah, but I think after after listening to you all, after both the previews that we had, it is it looks like it's going to be a statement win and possibly a statement season for the Punjab Kings as well. Sorban Varun, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll of course hear from the both of you during the course of IPL 2021. Talk to you soon.